0: Makoto Misumi is just going through his day to day life when he suddenly wakes up about to be isekai. Truck Kun didn't get to him, however, he's actually the child of legendary heroes from this other world being summoned by its goddess the goddess finds him ugly though and banishes him to the outer lands all but assuring his death that would be if makoto didn't receive the blessings of a kind god before landing and the op magic genes he got from his parents don't hurt either is Tsukumichi moonlight fantasy the perfect series to introduce your friends to anime or should it be relegated to your own personal weeb watch list i'm pj
1: and i'm skylar
0: and this is kawaii disappointment <laughs> So Skyler, you just got a new tattoo.
1: I did. It's a little kitty cat. Meow, meow, meow.
0: <laughs> How many tattoos do you have at this point?
1: Nine. Oh, wait. Ten. I- <laughs> did
0: you forget about the one on the back of your neck? I
1: do. Every single time.
0: Yeah, I forget about that one until I see it all the time. I think I'm at, what, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine tattoos. Oh, my God. Do we have the same amount of tattoos?
1: Almost. I have one more than you.
0: Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because you got the one that you just got.
1: Yeah, last weekend.
0: Yeah, surprisingly, out of all of our tattoos, we each only have one anime tattoo.
1: I know, honestly. But it's it's one of the ones I get the most compliments at work. It's uh, Puchita from Chainsaw Man. We both have matching ones. Do you get yes. any compliments?
0: On it. Oh, yeah, I think it's definitely the one I get complimented on the second most. My most complimented is my Pixarat. rat.
1: Yes, Uh, mine is the little sad clown bear.
0: You know, all of these tattoos we actually got at our favorite tattoo spot. And speaking of things we got at our favorite tattoo spot, hello and welcome back to Kawaii Disappointment, the show where two lifelong weebs guide you through a new anime every week to determine if it's a kawaii success or a kawaii disappointment. With you, as always, is me, your host, producer, and weeb of all trades, PJ. And
1: me... Your AMV connoisseur, Skylar.
0: This week, we are watching Tsukumichi Moonlit Fantasy, which was recommended in the recommendation form by an unnamed listener, and IRL by the owner of our favorite tattoo shop, Matt.
1: I'm so glad we get to do this. Like, I love when we know people in real life, and they're like, you should do this, and guess what? We're doing it.
0: (laughs) Yeah, and uh, so we go to our local tattoo shop a lot, especially for the Friday the 13th sales, and Matt, the owner, is always around, and- We always just talk about anime the entire time that we're waiting for our tattoos. And something I love about Matt is that he watches more anime than anyone I know, but he knows, like, he doesn't know a single anime name or character name. So you just have to kind of blindly guess what anime he's describing to you.
1: I love it though, because it's all just heart, it's all instinct. (laughs)
0: it's like a trivia game and I kind of love it
1: (laughs) Uh, yeah you know what it's great Uh,
0: but one of the few anime uh, that he was like you've gotta watch this was Tsukumichi Moonlit Fantasy and I'll tell you when he said that name I had a very different idea of what this anime was gonna be than what it ended up being so why don't we talk about that by moving on to our anime vibe check Skylar what was your vibe on this anime before you watched it?
1: All I could focus on was Moonlit Fantasy and I know that he's a huge fan of isekai so i already knew it was gonna be an isekai um but i thought it was gonna be like i just kept associating
0: it with sailor moon i definitely pictured more like Shojo high fantasy, same. Um, more something like a attractive, like uh emperor man, like Fushigi Yugi, or like you know just like some Yona of the Dawn type of like fantasy. Like I was thinking, like shojo isekai, like classic nineties shojo isekai.
1: Fushigi Yugi
0: is literally so good; it fits that bill. And I think again, just for some reason, again, the I agree, the Moonlit Fantasy, the tsukamichi Moonlit Fantasy. Like I imagine these. uh Tall, handsome people with angular faces.
1: Moonlight everywhere.
0: Moonlight everywhere 100% and, like, they're all wearing, like, royal garb and, you know, again, it's basically just the poster for Fushigi Yugi but, like, done in modern art.
1: See, I thought, I kept thinking it was more so like, what would have happened if the Great War and Sailor Moon didn't happen and they all stayed in the Moon Kingdom?
0: See, you have more Sailor Moon attachment than I do. Yeah. So it makes sense that your brain went there. It makes less sense that my brain went for Fushigi Yugi but still.
1: I think you or like, the isekai, you know. I
0: honestly, it wasn't even necessarily isekai, because honestly, even if we were just going, like, straight fantasy, I still would have, I feel, gone with that vibe. Mm-hmm. Just the girl wouldn't have been in a school uniform. She would have been in a, you know, commoner's outfit. <laughs> But I honestly feel like that's, like, I hadn't really heard of this series before.
1: Me either. Like, at all.
0: But I also didn't know what it was. So when he mentioned it, I was like, oh, yeah, I think I've heard of that. I think even when I bring it up to other people, and again, this is kind of that external opinion, it's a lot of people being like, oh, yeah, like, a fantasy series. Like, you know, like, uh, again, like a straight straight shot high fantasy series, I think. You picture semi-serious anime.
1: We're going to get some moon politics. We're going to get some fantasy politics. Maybe some light, moonlight politics. It just, it gives that kind of vibe.
0: I mean, I like how we're like adding so much to But yeah, again, I think we're leaning into the high fantasy aspect, right? Where we're, where you're like talking like Game of Thrones where you're like, oh, political intrigue is also afoot.
1: Yes, in the moonlight.
0: In the moonlight. Can't fight the moonlight. Political intrigue.
1: It's Coyote Ugly, the anime, but with fantasy.
0: Where's Power Papera, but when you need her? Well, we'll find out after we watch episodes one, two, and three of Sukumichi Moonlit Fantasy. Sorry to do that, and we'll be right back, so stay tuned. All right, we're back, and we watched or rewatched, I guess, the first three episodes of Tsukimichi Moonlit Fantasy. Skyler, tell me, what did you think?
1: Okay, so, wow, the whole time I was thinking this. Is basically that time I got reincarnated as a slime
0: to like such a intense degree. I was thinking, like, again, don't get me wrong. I feel like uh, at this point in anime, especially in light novel adaptations of anime, so many things are not even genres; they're the same story as a genre, right? Like villainesses and stuff like that. The but this felt So beat for beat slime but not in a bad way yeah like i'm not calling it's a ripoff it felt nice to revisit i that was gonna story. gonna say I,
1: I like i need everyone to know that i absolutely fell in love with that time i got reincarnated as a slime and the fact that i kind of get to re-watch this but have like a fresh take on it was literally so exciting and i i really really love this anime
0: yeah, no, I had such a fun time watching this. I mean, Skylar and I uh, started watching this for the podcast. Uh, we started at like nine at night. We were like, "Oh, we'll just watch," you know, the first three episodes, you know, and then we ended up just watching the entire first season. <laughs> you All know, 12 going episodes, at like 4 baby. <laughs> Which I think happened when we watched Slime as well. Yeah. Except that one was worse, because there was like three seasons. I know. <laughs> again, it's nice to kind of be in this playground again. And uh, let's talk about it a little bit more as we go through our quick housekeeping. So, Sugumichi Moonlight Fantasy is based on the light novel by Kei Azumi that ran in Shotesuka Ninaro from 2012 to 2016 before moving to Alpha Polis in 2016 onward for 18 total volumes. The manga... The Manga. The (laughs) manga adaptation was done by Kei Azumi as well and was released by Alpha Polis and ran from 2015 to onward uh, with 11 current volumes. The anime was directed by Shinji Ishihara, who did also direct Fairy Tail. It was done by C2C for Tokyo MX and ran from July to September of 2021 for 12 episodes. There is a second season in the works that is going to be done by J.C. Staff instead of C2C. J.C. Staff is a little bit more of a seasoned studio, so could mean uh, some ups in production. Or uh, it might be the J.C. Staff second season curse, a la uh, One Punch Man, but we'll see what happens. If that happens, maybe that means we get a third season by MAPPA. Who knows? <laughs> uh, but that second season is set to release in January of 2024, but we are set to get two cores of it. So, assumingly that'll be 24 episodes contiguous. And a random fun fact about this series, uh, the first season of the anime series has the highest overseas sales record among all Nippon TV anime. Really? Yeah, isn't that wild?
1: That is really wild, especially because, like, again, we already touched on it. I've never heard of this.
0: And, like, Loki, key we're so self- self-absorbed that, like, there we do both have this problem where, like, if we don't know about something, we definitely have this mentality that it's not popular. <laughs>
1: honestly and like it's so funny because we'll watch um like oh guess that anime opening and so many of them were like i've never heard of this anime in my entire life what
0: c-tier no viewer anime is this if you, like, <laughs> and it, meanwhile it's like it's like fucking death parade
1: <laughs> <laughs> me who's watching death parade right now
0: just to catch up on the op right That's yeah what- <laughs> oh my god
1: the op is so good
0: well, let's talk about uh, episodes 1, 2, and 3 real quick. Let's break them down. Misumi Makoto is transported to another world by the god Sukiyomi. The new world's goddess finds him ugly and banishes him to a dangerous wasteland. However, Sukiyomi unlocks Makoto's true power in this new world. He saves the young orc named Emma and learns magic from her village. Makoto decides to confront a giant dragon named Shen who traps him in an illusion. Breaking free, Makoto forms a contract with Shen who both fears his strength but was also intrigued by Makoto's memories. Shen transforms into a female human Samurai as lesser beings in a contract take on the attributes of their new master. They are teleported to Shen's dimension resembling Japan's countryside and Shen reveals they are infatuated with Makoto's memories of historical dramas and Samurai. The orcs move into Shen's dimension, and a new civilization starts to grow. Later, they encounter a cursed spider named Black Disaster, who breaks into Shen's dimension. Makoto defeats it time and time again, but the monster seems to enjoy taking so much damage, and eventually is satiated for the first time in its life. With Makoto unconscious, Shen suggests the spider form a contract with Makoto to gain a human form, which she agrees to. Makoto wakes up to find a new busty female servant at his side. The spider had chased an elder dwarf Baron into the dimension, and. After being saved, he moves his village to Shen's dimension as well. Makoto renames Shen as Tomoe and Spider as Mio. Together, they recruit various creatures to populate the village. Returning to the normal world, Makoto faces issues with his strong magical aura, which frightens humans. To blend in, he learns their language, so cannot speak it due to a curse placed on him by the goddess, and has the dwarves create aura-suppressing items. They register as merchants of the Adventurers Guild, where Tomoe and Mio stand out as incredibly powerful beings. Meanwhile, Makoto appears weak due to his suppressed aura as they travel makoto notices suspicious activity and encounters a young girl while buying food and that's where we end episode three
1: and start our conversation Ah, uh, god it was so good i'm so glad we got to watch it i loved it so much how did tomoe make you feel pj
0: are you insinuating that you have an idea of how
1: i felt about tomoe no i'm just saying tomoe because the made... way you
0: said it was very like why don't you share with the class I was gonna,
1: it's more of a Tomoe um, is making me feel certain feelings. I wanna know if those feelings are mutual.
0: Why don't you tell me what those feelings are and I can respond?
1: I love how powerful she is and how strong she is and just like gets shit done and is sexy.
0: Real quick, would you consider Tomoe trance?
1: I did think that they were like a guy when they were in their dragon form. And when, uh, you know, just the rest of that whole episode, I guess, maybe so. Do you think they're transcoded?
0: I don't think they're transcoded, but they were a male dragon, or seemingly male dragon, um, who then, when taking on the human form, became a female human. Well, I guess the question is was Shen actually male or I guess like genderless as a greater dragon? And then they were just female upon becoming human or were they male? Which that's, I guess kind of, I just feel how they're presented, right? They have a male voice actor speaking traditionally male uh, terms. And it's definitely like a mo like a surprise when they become a woman not just become a human but become a, f- a female human right so i feel like there's like a subtext of being like oh isn't it surprising that shen chose to become a woman whereas clearly like black disaster was a woman like even you know as a as a spider is a woman and then obviously then later on in the show i mean we're spoiling and jumping ahead mizumi gets a third companion who is a male, and after transforming, is still a male. So we also know that you you can carry over your gender. They don't have to be female servants,
1: right? And I think the only reason why we're like bringing it up too is because um they bring up that they chose that form, you know, to be a female samurai.
0: Yeah. So again, who knows? I I was just, I guess, just wondering what your thoughts on it were.
1: Yeah. No, it didn't even. Uh, crossed my mind i just thought maybe they were like a woman with a deeper voice so i'm happy that you brought that up because it wasn't even something that was like in my brain at all so i love getting things to think about
0: but to talk about obviously our main character we have misumi who um i feel i feel like is uh so shit on in this series because a like you already have it we're like again he doesn't even get like traditional isekai like he's not like hit by a truck goon or like stabbed by a random you know passerby like he just is summoned essentially to this other world you learn that his parents were like famous legendary heroes in that world who moved to Japan to settle a domestic settle in in a domestic life which good for them and we also learn I mean uh, uh, points for Misumi he is the favorite child of the family
1: right because the uh, the deal was to give them their most loved loved like child
0: and yeah so it was him uh he does have two sisters but clearly he is the favorite uh so clearly got the worst genetics because even though he just looks like every other person. anime protagonist looks is is very uh as skylar pointed out when we were watching looks very similar to a arumakun from welcome to demon school arumakun
1: so like he's drawn adorably like his character design is literally so cute
0: but to that end he is considered wildly considered ugly <laughs> very ugly like he is told many times wow you're so ugly um and clearly because again the world that we're transported to everyone is attractive and that's on purpose because the goddess of that world hates ugly things like monsters and that's why they're all kind of banished and stuff um but when she summons him so originally he summoned to Sukiyomi. Uh, Who is like the god of dreams?
1: And he explains everything.
0: And he's so hot and handsome and sweet and and nice. Beautiful. But then, you know, he goes to meet the goddess, and the goddess, you don't really see her face, you don't really know her name. Um, but she, I'm assuming it's Tsukamichi, uh, but maybe, I don't know, but she is like, oh, um, damn, you're like not attractive like your parents and I fucking hate ugly people. I regret summoning you and I'm going to banish you and also I'm going to curse you, um, so that you cannot... like actually under- you can understand all languages except for human uh cuz i don't want you interacting with humans and i definitely don't want you to breed with them you ugly ugly man <laughs> <laughs> and he's like what the fuck you just send me home then
1: no but honestly it would have taken her 2 seconds to just send him back or you know maybe it is just keeping up you know the part of the bargain like cuz that would i guess be like a loophole
0: Yeah, I don't know. Maybe just also make him hot. I don't know. I don't feel like that needs to happen. I think he's adorable. I think he's fine. Um, But even in the world, because everyone is so attractive, like, you know, you go to a random village, and, like, everyone from, like, the lowest commoner to, like, the highest, you know, um, official is attractive. He is actively average in our world, becoming average. Act so hideous in this world, which I'm like, damn! I would be the ugliest person
1: You shut the fuck up. I, I'm
0: not saying I'm ugly per se. Per se, um, I think I'm fairly average looking. Um, so I think if I was in this world, they would. I mean, especially like you—you you didn't see a fat person anywhere for miles. Um,
1: God, what is it? What is it called? Is it a demi-human?
0: Yeah. So anything that's less than human. Or partially human, I guess, where it's like maybe like a half breed, um, is considered a demi human. And everyone assumes he is a demi human.
1: Um, there is a scene where he bumps into a demi human and they look like almost identical.
0: It's very true. <laughs>
1: <laughs> but it looks it's kind so of adorable. adorable. <laughs>
0: yeah. But, you know, so again, he constantly gets a short end of the stick, but he also has, like, the biggest end of the stick uh, because he's hung like a horse. No, um, because he is OP as fuck. And right, that's isekai 101. Yeah. right. You're going to come into this world and you're going to be unnecessarily super duper strong.
1: The chosen one.
0: Uh, Essentially, the the logic is that being in the human world is such a strain on, like, basically, his magical ability is just spent keeping him corporeal there. That now that he's in his home realm and Tsukiyomi has given him, like, the the boon of freedom, essentially, um, he can spread those wings and is now, like, you know, the strongest, basically, the strongest fucking magician, spellcaster anything ranked in this level world. one yeah and he's level one you know it's like i can never really tell if it's something where like he was level one at first because he still hadn't used his magical powers and then later on he's level one because he has a suppressing magic
1: mm-hmm.
0: on him uh but regardless it's always funny because you know he's stronger than everyone else
1: it, it literally is played up for such laughs too because people are like oh you can't do this low level Uh, child and then like he'll literally do something so like incredibly OP and everyone's just like gobsmacked like what the fuck well I mean
0: because when you first meet him you know he like kills that like two-headed like demon dog when he's saving Emma um and then As soon as Emma teaches him, like, one fire spell, he's like, all right, time to go fight one of the greater dragons, canonically some of the most powerful beings in this universe, and just fucking mercs Shen, just, like, fucking wipes the floor with Shen. Shen puts them in, like, this unbreakable mind prison. He's just like, no, and walks out of it. And then Shen's like... What if we made a deal and I was like, Alright, we're going full slime here? He's making a <laughs> pact a pact with A dragon. Um with a dragon that will be mutually beneficial with we're going full Veldora. And then it becomes a human media obsessed, um, hot warrior human full Veldora.
1: I know, seriously. Just replace like manga and anime with historical dramas. With historical dramas. dramas. Yes. <laughs>
0: Um, Full Veldora. Um, and then even like the start of the new society, I was like, alright, the Jura Tempest Federation.
1: <laughs> Seriously. But again, what's great about this is um all that stuff is kind like the city and gathering of people is kind of fast tracked and like done in the background, which is which i appreciated because i feel like if it expanded more on that it would just feel like uh rewatching reincarnated
0: right cuz by episode 3 you're already like oh all we have four whole four, five whole societies living here now right. and it's like oh great we this is, we were really cut kind of to into the chase i will say to do some other uh isekai references um when he uh, you know, dons a mask and travels with one of his strongest companions to go join the local adventures guild, I was like, This is very overlord coded. Right. Um and then Skylar rightfully mentioned that him being a super like the only ugly creature in like this world and people mistaking him for a demihuman is very uh uncle from another world coded.
1: Which is a great anime, and everyone needs to go watch it.
0: My Slime Overlord... I've I've lovingly been referring to this as my Slime Overlord uncle. um, Because (laughs) that's just like... I'm just like... It's just a mishmash of these three series.
1: Honestly. But you know what? It's great. For someone who hasn't seen Overlord... That's benefits for me, baby. Um, And since you brought it up, let's talk about his mask. His mask, I think, also kind of makes me think of the Sailor Moon tuxedo mask, moonlight kind of aspect to it. But it is adorable. I love when he's wearing his little mask. It really gives me, uh, what is it, Persona 5 vibes as well.
0: Yeah, no, it's very it's very Joker coded.
1: <laughs> Joker He's so cute and adorable and I love it. It's a great it's a good mask. It's a simple domino mask.
0: I mean, yeah, but I mean, it's also not because right it has like the lens covers essentially. Yeah, because his eyes are also so ugly in this world.
1: I was gonna say, yeah, he has to wear a mask because he's like the fucking fan of the opera of this world. And like, you know,
0: you think like at a certain point, like maybe it's like overblown. But even like later on in the series, like he has moments where he like takes uh, like unmasks himself for people, and they're like, holy oh. shit, that's the ugliest man I've ever seen in yeah. my life. I will say this takes very much in slime's shoes in that it is actively anti-monster fucker. Yeah. Um, so not as aggressively as slime was. I was gonna we say- only get we only get like four instances of anti-slime fuckerness, uh, anti-monster fuckerness, right? Because in slime, it's wholesale, right? The second. Um, that Rimuru meets anyone, he's like, You're no longer, I'm gonna make you, and I'm gonna like the, I'm part of the anti monster fucker federation, and you're gonna be human now, basically. <laughs> <laughs> Whereas here, that only really happens with obviously Tomoe and Mio, but then with uh, with the spider people, yeah, become more and more human. But, but luckily, like- the orcs and the lizard people or the dragon people. Uh, And everyone else stay monster like.
1: (laughs) They keep staying sexy. No, but even with the spider people, like that's an effort on their part. Like they're trying. There's that part where God, I can't remember her name, but she's like, "Yeah, this is me as a human," and just like her fucking legs bust out of her at one point. Like, yeah,
0: because she's like, so hasn't mastered the form. That was really funny. We have Shen becoming human, uh, you know, very tall, beautiful, long, blue hair, samurai garb, very large breasts, because of course, here we are, it's anime. Um, and then, you know, we get our second companion, which is Mio, but we first meet them as the Black Disaster, mm-hmm. who is an um, insatiable, a, an all-powerful, insatiable, cursed spider monster uh who can, who literally breaks into this alternate dimension which is wildly terrifying. Like they're literally breaking through the walls of reality. Um and like everyone's just like, oh no. Yeah, they're like <laughs> Understandably.
1: that's so scary. Spiders are fucking terrifying.
0: And it's basically, I mean, again, to go back to slime, Slime. (laughs) it's very the Orc Lord coded, (laughs) where you know, it's like this insatiable hunger that can never be met. Right. Um, Both cursed. Um, you know it's cursed, and so essentially he's again just strong enough that he can just keep feeding it damage. And clearly, the Black Disaster is a masochist, and even in the spider form, it's kind of like, oh yeah, hit me harder, daddy. Like
1: yeah, like there's a and part- like without
0: saying it, right? It's just implied through the moans. That oh yeah.
1: And there's a part everyone thinks that it's trying to eat him, but like it's just trying to like get with him.
0: Yeah, it's like sucking his sweet supple essence. Yes. <laughs> and it's very like what the fuck um and then, you know, but this thing has been like basically again cursed to hunger for strength, power, mana, everything and um through misumi both like just blasting it to fuck but also it getting to suck some of misumi's blood it for the first time in history is full and so like for the first time in history becomes like just conscious (laughs) um and it's like i want to stay with this guy forever and then um shen's like sign the contract and everyone's like doesn't he need to be awake and it's like yeah it's fine
1: <laughs> I like th- I like that they all literally point out like there's a problem with consent and then they're like oh, 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 it's fine it's fine, it's fine. It's consent. Yeah, Shen's
0: know. always like consent meant <laughs> 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 Which like also comes up later but we won't have to talk about that. That's later episodes.
1: Yeah. Toxic
0: Hey gang. We've been working on some exciting stuff behind the scenes, both for the Patreon and for the main feed. We're just about ready to announce everything, so keep tuning in to our little segment breaks here, or check up on our social medias for whatever is coming next. We're so excited to share it with you and hope that it's something that you are excited to be a part of and listen to. Unwilling to wait? Are you craving more Kawhi Disappointment? Then check us out on Patreon! Hours of bonus content for just $3 a month and new episodes every month to keep the content coming. a month gets you access to all of our content, $5 allows you to vote on patron polls and shape the future of the pod, and for $8 you get a personalized postcard, stickers, buttons, and more sent directly to your doorstep every month. So if any of that sounds exciting, find us on Patreon.com at patreon.com slash kawaii desu pod. A special shout out to all of our patrons, starting with our $8 patrons, our eternal desu patrons the incomparable Alex Jones, the truly amazing Lucy in the Sky, the wonderful Ruby Cyclone, and the magnificent Skullbosh. They're not alone though, as we also have our $5 patrons, our super dusty patrons, starting with Jellums, Nene Magic Magical Girl Charlotte, and if the Pirates of the Caribbean breaks down, the Pirates don't eat the tourists. And finally, last but not least, our $3 patrons are Kawaii Desu patrons, Alban A G, Aubrey Z, Eliza L, and Nymphomercial. You are all truly Kawaii Desu in my book. You can keep up with us on your favorite social media platform. We are on all major platforms under at kawaii desu pod. You can also be a part of the community and be even more up to date by joining our discord. Links to everything is in the show notes, and you can also find links to everything on our website, kawaii desu pod That's K-A-W-A-I-I-D-E-S-U-P-O-D dcom if you want to support the show in other ways, rate us on iTunes, Spotify, GoodPods, or wherever you listen to us. It goes a long way, and we always appreciate your support. We'll be back next week as we explore the anime Gaku and Alice. Now, back to the podcast.
1: talking about Mio. She's sexy. She's beautiful. She's in love and in lust with uh Misumi. But I mean, when I- they're
0: both in lust with Misumi, right. to be clear, they're both his like contractual servants. You know, very, um, she's more like, I don't want to say, she's very, like, proper, like, you know, she's got, like, um, like, an obi, she's got, like, you know, like, I don't know, very traditional garb. Yeah, you know, she's very, um, I don't know what the exact, like, era of garb is, but it's very traditional Japanese. Yeah. Um, with, like, you know, spider insignias and, like, arrays and stuff that are very like, I was a spider once. Right. <laughs> uh, but very like, you know, a little bit gothic gothic lolita-ish stuff thrown in there as well. Mm-hmm. Um, but also large-breasted, you know, we constantly come back to the fact that everyone of his servants is large But, like all good isekai protagonists, our boy Misumi is like, I refuse to sleep with you.
1: Well, not everyone. I was gonna say that, like, the difference between... Uh, Misumi and Rimaru is that uh, Misumi has like no interest in everyone's breasts. Like Rimuru is very like horny in a sexless kind of way. But No,
0: but but uh, Misumi is into breasts. What? He's into, but no, because remember he's super horny for the girl later on who is uh, like the dupe of the girl that he's into at his in real life.
1: Right, I'm saying like there's all these beautiful. Uh, bodacious people around him, and he only has eyes for the person who looks just like his crush from his previous world.
0: Again, I think that's very like isekai coded. Like I think that's very common in isekai, um, where the the protagonist has access to plenty of sexual partners if they wanted them uh because real talk like Rimuru could sleep with anyone in the juror tempest federation that if they wanted to like not even like in a power play like if if you know today he went to Shion, you know Shion and was like hey like let's do this Shion would probably be down
1: and yuna also
0: Yeah, and like you know, there's I'm sure the list goes on, but realistically, the only character he ever pursued was um, what's her face. I forget her name. Um, Very important character. We get the mask and the whole appearance of Rimuru from her. Right. Um, That's the only person that he ever really like sought after. Um, But again, like he's definitely Rimuru is definitely more into like the idea of the breast, but he's never acted on it, and he easily could act on it. Similarly, you look at things like Overlord and every single one of his female servants and male servants would gladly and and I mean his main female servant is a succubi who would is desperate to bear his seed and uh, he's like hey no like you're like my servant and like one of my former like, one of my best friend's creations like that feels like icky if I were to do that right. and I feel like we have the same thing here with Misumi where he's he doesn't want to abuse his position of power over these characters and he honestly sees them as family more than anything similar to again in overlord like he sees all of his floor servants as almost like nieces and nephews because they're like the children of his you know guild brothers and sisters so he doesn't see them as sexual creatures and similarly here he's like i get that you guys are technically attractive but you guys feel like sisters to me
1: yeah (sighs) poor mew She
0: (laughs) Oh, they, I mean, uh, Tomoe, like, wants it, but Mio is, like, desperate for it.
1: She, and she's a yandere. She, like, literally is so ready to fucking kill anyone who he might, like, give sexy attention to.
0: Oh, 100%. I mean, kind of both of them, but more so Mio.
1: Yeah. What I like about Tomoe and Mio is Tomoe, like, gives opportunities to Mio. She's like, I understand we're a polycule. I get it. I
0: do like how much, uh, but I also think there's like this aspect of Tomoe being so confident that Mio's gonna fail. Like the amount of times where like they fail to like hook up with Misumi essentially, and then you just hear the background Tomoe making fun of them, being like, "I can't believe you dropped the ball." <laughs> Meanwhile, none of the neither of them are getting anything out of this, right? Right. Um, but again, I always appreciate an Isekai protagonist who isn't just a horny bastard.
1: I know. Seriously, it it always is so off-putting when it's like overt
0: um Um, something i really like as well um just talking about kind of the general structure of the show is how um how they kind of describe like like mad like the magical aura of misumi um so misumi again cannot overstate is op as all get out in this world
1: right
0: right he is so strong so op I mean, again, he he single handedly takes down um, a eternal cursed spider demon and like one of the greater dragons of this world while he hasn't even really learned any magic other than like the half page written for him by like this cute little pig girl, you know? I love Emma. (laughs) Which Emma is like... I mean, Emma and Misumi. Emma's the only one who I'm like, all right, Misumi, you can pursue Emma.
1: Like, <laughs> oh, see, I, I do ship him with Mio, but that's because I love her so much.
0: I just think Emma is so cute, <laughs> like, adorable. Yes, she's so um,
1: adorable. But she's
0: also, like, such a, like, boss bitch. And so, like, I'm kind of, like, on her side. Honestly, I don't know that say that she, she's, she's chasing after him, but maybe that's what I like about it. <laughs>
1: yeah um
0: but that said like he only knows like the three spells that her as like a beginner spellcaster like taught taught him basically right and even with that he's like yeah i can defeat literally like gods of this world basically
1: <laughs> and he's um, he's not like snide about her or anything he's not like ma ma ma. i'm so strong like he's very like all right next thing
0: Can we talk about how sick the magic in this show is?
1: I was... Okay, so anytime he uses his, like, magic bow thing, it is so fucking cool looking. It's gorgeous. We haven't even talked about how beautiful the animation is. Like, his character design is very, like, simplified and, like, very cute. But, like, the detail and the spells and stuff, like, with, like, just any of the elemental aspects to it stunning. Gorgeous.
0: Yeah, no. um, I think it's very gorgeous, and again, the way that the magic is presented is so cool. I think one of my favorite just little visual moments is the moment where he's cycling through all the elements he has access to, and they're all little just elemental orbs that he's just, like, flowing in his hand, and each one has such a unique way of presenting, essentially.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: Mm -hmm. And I just, again, I think that's so... It was, it's so cool the way it looks. But again, the second he's like, oh, I can make magic take shape of anything I want. Well, again, canonically, he was um, a really good archer back in the human world. Yeah. So he likes, you know, making it an archery bow. Yeah. Like he he will make a bow and arrow out of fire or water or whatever. And it looks fucking awesome.
1: It looks sick as fuck. I remember when I, too, was an archery club. So I guess you could say I'm the Masumi of our home remember that one time I accidentally hit you in the back of the head with that little kid bow and arrow and the target and then you chased me. I'm just so talented. Even with a a plastic bow and arrow, not even truly aiming, I hit a target. But yeah, I just, this was so good. You know, what I love about slime so much is like there are so many scenarios where there's not really any lasting consequences And so, like, when shit goes down, like, three seasons later, it's, like, literally so shocking because it's always setting you up for this, like, oh, my God, this horrible war thing is going to happen. And then Rimuru comes in. He's just like, oh, right, I'm OP. Nothing ever matters. And then, like, I kind of, you know, you kind of have that here because, again, he is just so OP. And then, like, something happens and you, like, see, like, an absolute kind of mind break for, like, a moment. Did I find it attractive? Yes, absolutely, and it's honestly kind of concerning. I love a good, like, moment where, you know, you have to kind of take a step away from yourself because you are so powerful, and there aren't any consequences for you, and then, like, having to be grounded and be like, oh, shit, yeah, things actually still matter.
0: I like the, again, just how much they... They throw in really early on to make you kind of understand Misumi as a person so that you can very quickly like relate to him and like the things he's going through. Um, One of the things I really like is this kind of thing that you know you see when he's in the illusion uh, from Shen is his relationship with uh, Hasegawa in the human world, Mm -hmm. which is like this tall very attractive girl who has a crush on him but he like i can't tell the way because it does this very interesting thing where it keeps cutting between what seems like a love confession and then like a love denial but they're like at different times where, like, it seems like she's being like, hey, like, I like you, we should go out. But then it, like, will intersperse her crying, essentially seemingly being rejected by him.
1: And then, see, at first I thought, like, maybe he uh, was rejected by her. And then she was crying because she felt bad.
0: <laughs> I The way I read it is that she basically was like, hey, I like you. And he just kind of didn't know how to react and essentially kind of ended up turning her down and that he makes, feels really bad about it because he did like her.
1: That makes a lot more sense than the thing that I thought. Because I think, that
0: because there is like this kind of, Um, the way that they keep playing it up, but even, like, in those moments, it felt very, like, she's very heartbroken that he doesn't want to pursue something with her, Mm -hmm. but then you have a lot of moments of him being, like, I, I think about you all the time, and, like, I'm sorry for how things had gone, obviously to himself, because she's back in the human world. Right. Um, but no, I definitely think it, it's like this unrequited romantic, which is, again, very interesting because he is very, like, this average guy, and Hazegawa is this very attractive girl.
1: Yeah, but, like, bitches be attracted to confidence, and people that are in their <laughs> mean, like... And he
0: was, like, so good at archery, you know?
1: Yeah, and that's confident. Do you, do you think a not-confident I didn't say person? that in a
0: bad way. I, mean, <laughs> I meant that, honestly.
1: No, yeah. Uh, just, like, you can't shoot a bow an arrow you don't shoot the bow you can't shoot an arrow uh if you don't have any confidence in it it's not gonna it's not gonna go far
0: yeah i mean it's true uh most i mean that's true with most sports right like anything like if you don't have follow through it's not gonna go anywhere
1: it's true god i'm so bad at sports
0: <laughs> same uh but again you know all of these things we have There's so many relationships that we get to explore so early on so much plot you know exploration is kind of condensed in a way that doesn't feel bad. Uh, it explores a lot of similar things to a lot of things we like, but not in a way that ever feels like rip just like it's exploring uh, those same themes, um, and we joke about it being like rip-off, but we don't actually feel that way. We, I I really like how uh, this takes its own take on a lot of those things, and even though a lot of them are, you know, the same, I think that's more a problem with the genre than this anime. I just think right. we're starting to get to... Um, you know uh, the era of series that were inspired by other series and also it's entirely possible that maybe slime ripped this off like
1: yeah maybe we, we don't know their lives the, yeah we should probably look at those publication dates
0: and in my I'm I'm sure that if I read the publication dates, I'll have a different opinion. But in my heart of hearts, slime was first because I saw it first. And again, we're very self-centered people. We talked about this already. Exactly.
1: Well, I was about to say, like, if I had seen this first and then we watched slime after this, I'd been like, wow, they really stole this, huh?
0: <laughs> but again, ultimately, <laughs> these are genre things more than series things. We joke about it. Uh, but I'm sure if I watched more isekai than I currently do, there would be a lot more uh, series that I would be comparing this to. You know, our friends over on the isekai podcast, that time I got reincarnated in the same world as an anime podcaster, cover a lot of isekai, obviously. Check them out if you want to see a ton more isekai content. But we have our fair share here. Uh, and But... These are our uh, reference points. Except for we've we've never talked about Overlord on this on this uh, show.
1: Right. I mean, we had a whole isekai month, but Overlord yeah. wasn't there.
0: Yeah. And- well, I hadn't seen Overlord yet at that point. Afterwards, I like binged Overlord and I like love Overlord. If anyone wants to talk about Overlord, like hit hit me up on Discord or Twitter. And it's <laughs> so
1: funny though cuz PJ always forgets that he watched all of Overlord.
0: I will straight up be, like, uh, watching, like, a list of things, and then it'll, like, it'll be, like, Overlord, and I'm like, oh, yeah, I watched all of that. <laughs> <laughs> and I think it's because I watched it so fast, and then immediately started a different series. So, like, my brain was just, like, time to put this in the back shelf. Right. But I really enjoyed it, because, again, I binged through it in, like, three yeah. days. Um. That said, none of that uh, super relevant to anything. Let's talk about the music for this show. <gasps> Yes. So the music for the show is done by Yasuharu Takanashi, who is not new to working with uh, Shinji Ishihara, as they both worked on Fairy Tale. That's actually how they first worked together. Uh, He also did the music for Hellgirl, a Skylar favorite.
1: Oh, God, I love Hellgirl.
0: On Tsukamichi. Skylar, what do you think of his uh, composure?
1: It's very what you would think of when you think High Fantasy and Isekai. It has a very specific sound to it um more pertaining to the fantasy land of it or the fantasy side of it and And i
0: think you see that in like his history right because again he did the music for fairy tale which is a straight fantasy right exactly um and you know that i feel like you feel like you get a lot of those vibes
1: oh yeah definitely and he's very versatile with it like he has like the heft and the weight for like those more serious moments but he has the levity like so perfectly down
0: yeah the ballad music is great you know the just walk about town music is great the music i think is generally very good on this series if not generic but not in a bad way right again i think that's almost like the our our personal take on a lot of Tsukumichi is that it's semi-generic and semi like common but it does it so well that you don't really care
1: right listen i'm a creature of habit so this is this is perfect for me this is subway baby
0: <laughs> this is Subway Baby, Deep Cut. For those of you that have heard Skylar talk about how much Subway sheets, it's a lot. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, the music is great. Let's talk about our op and our ed though. So our op is "Gamble" by Pseudo. <laughs>
1: Mitchio what
0: do you think of that OP?
1: This OP is so fun. I love it um i was just like oh yeah this is the person that did the chainsaw man one of the chainsaw man endings and um i really liked that ending and this is fantastic
0: uh um, which which for the endings did they do?
1: The one with the, the horses, the, the back rooms oh, one. Oh
0: I did like that one. Or did I? Who knows? Listen to our Chainsaw Man episode and hear our definitive ranking of the Chainsaw Man EDs. <laughs> Alright, chilling over. I did like this EP a lot this EP, this OP a lot. I know. Um, I thought it was a, a lot of fun. Um and, you know, again, ultimately semi-generic, but done in a very interesting and unique way. Um, I like the visuals a lot. I like um just the vibe. It's it's got a good uh, speed and pace to it. It makes you pumped, uh, and it does everything you want, like a good isekai shonen op to do.
1: Right, and he has such a unique uh like texture to his voice too, and it's really oh, yeah. fun I'm to listen hate to. It.
0: We'll talk about that <laughs> later. I don't hate it to listen to. I hate it to try to find other people who sound like it.
1: right. So. <laughs> For this, what was great about it is we did not skip this OP until, like, the the very end of the season. When because, we were
0: like, we just need to see what's happening next. Yeah.
1: But, like, it was that good.
0: Yeah. And plus, like, you know, I think um, we're hitting our old age where uh, we appreciate the time that the OP gives us to do other things. <laughs> um, because we're just like, oh, time to start knitting. <laughs> Right. (laughs) Um, But for us, it's like drawing and like whatever else we're doing. (laughs) I
1: was soaking off my acrylic nails.
0: (laughs) Exactly. All right. So then let's talk about our ED real quick uh, before we talk about our ED. So we have a different ED in episode one um, and subsequently since we've seen it, episode four, um, than we do for the rest of the show. So there are technically three EDs, but it's really just two EDs. Um so for episode one, and we this isn't gonna be the one that we really discuss, um, but we can talk about them really quickly. We have Jensei Ni Namida Ari or Ah uh, There Are Tears in My Life. Uh in episode one, it is sung by Natsuki Hane, who is the voice actor for uh Misumi. Ah. Um and it is very like traditional like Celtic fantasy vibes. It's yes. cute. Episode four, there's a version by Ayane Sakura and Akari Kita, who are the Tomoe and Mia voice actresses, and it's the same song, but done in a heavy metal style, but like baby metal, heavy metal, where it's like fast guitar and like kawaii voices, right? Um, and that's super fun. Uh, I like see hear it because I didn't even realize it were the same songs until I was looking it up. Right. Um, I'm finding out right now. It's fun to see do two different takes on the song. Uh, you don't really get it again until episode four. So, if you're just doing those first three, you're going to miss that second take. But that's neither here nor there. It's a lot of fun. The song's, um, you know, very traditional fantasy. But our main ED, the one who is uh, the ED that is for every other episode, so two, three, and then five and onward, is Beautiful Dreamer by Ezoshika Gourmet Club. <laughs> What do you think of that E.D., Skylar?
1: This song sounds so, like, early 2000s classic, like, fantasy. It has such a, like... Um nostalgic quietness to it does that make sense like i i don't have any nostalgia for it but i see
0: where you would have nostalgia for it
1: like do you see like it was just it's so quiet and i don't mean in like volume i mean like in energy Because it's not
0: right it's not even that quiet in energy it's like a semi-fast song.
1: Yeah, but the vibes it gives off.
0: Yeah, I think it's more the vocals that, that give it that, because the vocals are mellower, deeper, smoother. Right. Um. No, I mean, I think it's a very good ED. I, I'm not, you know, rushing to write home about it type of thing. Right. But it's very fun. I like the singer's vocals. I like, again, the vibes it gives off you know visually um it's pretty simple right it's just images kind of appearing over the moon yeah um so it's like nothing you know special
1: i think that's where the nostalgia comes in for me too because that's such yeah. like an early 2000s kind of thing as well
0: yeah it's very low effort but like again purposefully low effort i guess
1: yeah classic
0: but again, it's it's not bad i definitely like it all right, let's talk about these songs a little bit more as we move on to our segment. What modern contemporary artists do you think would have did a good job with these anime intros and outros? Skylar, why don't you tell me who you picked for Gamble?
1: I, this was so hard for me. It was so hard. And I have, like, the most wild different, like, screenshots of, like, ti- time timestamps of different songs. And the only thing that I could kind of get close to that I felt comfortable was um, Steady As She Goes. By the rock and tours definitely like not the same genre of music I think I got too hyper focused on trying to match the voice and it's not even that great of a vocal match but it reminded me enough of it I was like there we go At one point, I was considering the Hell Song from Sum 41, so I was like, I think this is a better choice. I guess vocally I hear it a little bit. The fact that you could hear it a little bit is such an accomplishment for me.
0: Yeah. No, it's not... I Like, the the tone, the vibe, I don't know if anything else really matches. Nothing.
1: I agree. Nothing um, else I matches. I
0: a little bit on vibe. Like, they're very different speed, very different pitch, very different everything, but they give off a similar energy. I
1: think they um, both sing pretty casually. Like, they're not singing casually, but it kind of sounds like it's no effort on their part.
0: Yeah. No, I hear some of where you're going here. Definitely not, not great.
1: Hey, that's... <laughs> That's more than enough Um, for me. I will say
0: I'm not I'm not saying that mine's is any better. I definitely also struggled with this a lot. Um and I kind of tried to match the speed, I think, a little too much, to the extent where then I almost ended up missing the speed because then I started trying to overcorrect back the other way. I don't know. I feel like I didn't really get anything. But I ended up going with the afterglow by Silverstein.
1: Yeah, this is very like anime OP. Um, I think this is like it's within the genre, you know? Yeah. The early 2000s music like this has such a very specific, I guess you could say that for every genre of music and every time period. Um it's just such kind of like a like a poppy, like light vibe versus um this OP, which is it feels very sharp. Um yeah. And but I think I think it's a better vibe <laughs> than my answer for sure. I was
0: Yeah, I don't think either of us landed in the bullseye. I did I think I got closer to the bullseye, but at a certain point that doesn't matter. Yeah. Right? I'm just like um, laying
1: on the lawn next to it. This is lawn darts. I'm the <laughs> dart that's in someone's leg
0: oh god <laughs> um all right so why don't we move on to that ed maybe we'll like our choices are a little bit more who'd you pick for beautiful dreamer
1: so i okay i went more so vibes and less for voice but like if i try to convince you then maybe you'd be like oh yeah that's a pretty good vocal match i went with uh dashboard confessional because again they kind of have that like Low effort, kinda nostalgia, quietness to them. Um I went with their song Hands Down. Breathe in so
0: deep, this air is blessed. You share with me this night is Alright. I guarantee you have not only I guarantee you've picked this song before. Um, because I could tell because um it's played on my YouTube. <laughs> <laughs> like i guess i see where you're going with it right i'm assuming you're more so trying to get the beginning mm-hmm. where it's a little bit slower it's definitely not this quiet though
1: yeah no i get it it's just that quiet in my heart or maybe i'm just trying to <laughs> p- <laughs> or maybe i'm just trying to pigeonhole it because i'm just like this was the op just like fucking killed me and i was like anything Hey. I
0: mean, I think it's closer than the OP was. Oh so yeah, I think good this job is like a seven out of ten.
1: I, yeah, sure. Yeah, it is. Uh, it's okay. a seven. It's a um, seven. Out I of 10.
0: mean, I don't. Again, I don't think mine is too much better. I definitely went for a little bit more of the the more middle part where there's a little bit more speed, a little bit more heft, but still nothing too fast. And then I'm going with "A uh, Meant to Live" by Switchfoot.
1: i love switchfoot so much not the christ part but everything else oh yes i think this (laughs) um you were just
0: like i don't even i forgot what we were doing i was just vibing to switchfoot (laughs) i
1: fucking love switchfoot man um this song goes like has more of a like a darker kind of like intensity to it whereas i feel like the ed is like much more like yeah man cool vibes we chillin um but like but i see where you're going with yeah
0: yeah again I don't think I got there but I was to trying to match like the like smoothness of the vocals with some rockiness in the back Um, I, okay jobs all around today uh, you know C's got degrees and that's what we got today Adequate, baby. Um, so that's the end of our music segment we graduated <laughs> but at, at what cost <laughs> so why don't we move to our final closing segments all right? we've talked about the anime we've talked about the music we just have some final no questions left to knock out. So Skyler, I feel like I know the answer because I was there while it happened. But let's say you had only watched the first three episodes of this show. Would you have kept watching it? Would you keep watching Tsukumichi Moonlit Fantasy?
1: Oh, absolutely. Yes, 100%. Yeah.
0: I mean, again, the, we sat and binged it in one night. Um, did not uh, have to do that uh, and had plenty of other things we could have been watching or doing. And we're honestly planning on, we were like, we'll watch the first three episodes and then we'll go watch this or we'll watch that. Um, and then we didn't, because it was really good.
1: It was so good.
0: <laughs> um, but is it going to be good for everyone? Would you recommend Tsukumichi Moonlit Fantasy to someone looking to start their anime journey?
1: Yes, absolutely. I would.
0: Yeah, again, we talk about how much it's uh, like similar to other things, but not in a way where it feels referential. It's just... it's. Like, things of the genre, I think it's honestly maybe even better, because it's almost like a smorgasbord of things you could get out of the isekai genre. There is definitely, like, a little bit of referentialness at the beginning, because, like, Misumi, you know, when he first comes into the, when he first gets isekai, he's like, oh, shit, am I being isekai Like, <laughs> <And> <laughs> so, like, he, he knows what it is and stuff, right? He's but, so
1: chill about it, too. Like, like, I don't know, man. It's so funny. I love it so much.
0: But yeah, I think it's, um, you know, there's, especially like if you're someone who wants to get a friend into anime, but maybe even specifically into isekai, this is really fast paced. Uh, it doesn't really drag. So I think uh, people could get into it very easily because it would keep their attention.
1: Yeah, that makes sense. No, I completely agree. I think this would, God, I've, well, I've already tried to get people to watch this, Beyond this episode, like the next day, I was telling our friend, um, Ed, famous... Twitch streamer.
0: Famous Twitch streamer and patron of the podcast, Skullbosh.
1: Skullbosh, go watch him. He's gay and a gamer. He's a gamer. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, you were telling him to watch the show. I was also there and I was also vouching for the show. So I do think that this is good to recommend anyone, but especially it is good for someone look, uh, looking to start their anime journey. So this is a Kawaii thumbs up. Uh, but how quickly can you get there? Um, let's look at that episode rule how many episodes would it take to hook a newcomer on Tsukumichi Moonlit Fantasy
1: I think episode one
0: I also think episode one I think by the end of episode one um, you get I think okay to be clear I think all it would take to hook someone is one I would recommend two, uh just because by the end of two you have the full dynamic because at that point you also have you have Tomoe and Mio by the end of episode two um, I definitely don't even think you need to go in a three because outside of uh, episode three having like some funny moments and that being where he names Tomoe and Mio, I think it's ultimately more of a setup episode than anything. Episode one and two is really the episodes to get you Tomoe and Mio into the story, right? But if like someone was like, "I don't have time, I just want to start the show," episode one, I think will
1: hook them. No, I I completely agree. I'm so glad we do this podcast because then I get to revisit this. Again, it's just one of those like I appreciate all these different recommendations and I can't wait to go um talk to Matt during our next tattoo sesh <laughs> and be like, wow, perfect suggestion.
0: Matt has not listened to our podcast. He's not a podcast guy, and that's totally fine. But I will at least be I will probably be like, Matt, we did this for you. Listen to it. And we also did it for our Unnamed Listener, who also recommended it. So uh, I appreciate you, too, Unnamed Listener. Um, but, you know, we've talked about this a lot. We talked about, um, you know, if it's worth watching, if you would recommend it, and how much it would take to hook someone. Uh, but let's say you got hooked, or maybe your friend didn't like it, but you wanted them to follow up on this vibe. What is a perfect follow-up series to Tsukamichi Minlit Fantasy? I feel like I know what we're going to say. I was
1: going to say, like, we've already said it so many times. It's that
0: time I got reincarnated as a slime, Absolutely. If they were chasing the same vibes. I think if they want something similar but different, that's where you start going into some of the other ones, like Overlord or Uncle from Another World. But I think my definitive answer is always going to be slime.
1: No. um, Yeah, I don't think we would have mentioned it. As much as we did, if that was not going to be our answer.
0: Yeah, no, for sure. So we do have a uh, kawaii success, a kawaii desu thumbs up, a one-episoder on the three-episode scale, and a recommendation of following it up with that Time I Got Reincarnated as a Slime. And with that, we've answered all but one of our
1: questions. Because it's time for Is There an AMV for That? AMV. Anime music videos is
0: Alright Skylar, you know the rules and so do I. Uh we're no strangers to love. Give me your selection for uh, an AMV For this right now, we are currently um, with Skylar in the lead at 15 points, me lower down at 12. Let's see if the balance of power in the DCU will never be the same. I'm about to be Black Adam up in this bitch. Who do you pick, Skylar? Listen,
1: <laughs> I feel like, I just, I don't know. I feel like all of my answers lately have been cheap. But- uh, look,
0: I feel like my answer is cheap, but like... It's cheap, so wh- who knows? We might even pick the same song.
1: That'd be so funny. We should just say it at the same time and see. If I we feel could. like
0: it that works if we do have the same answer, and if it doesn't, it's just like bad audio.
1: Um, whatever.
0: Oh, <laughs> uh, but we could do it if you want.
1: Um. Okay. Are you? Let's just say the 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 band, not the song.
0: All right. I feel like we're not gonna say the same thing, but let's go. That's still be fun. Two,
1: two three, three. Fallout Boy. <laughs> You chose skillet?
0: Oh yeah. All right, so you picked you said Fall Out Boy. I think you said Fall Out Boy cuz I think you tongue tied <laughs> yourself. Um but who what was the song from Fall Out Boy that you picked?
1: Um I went with The Phoenix by Fall Out Boy.
0: And you know, I almost was about to say that there isn't one. Um but there was one that for some reason I was like, you know what? Just click this one. Um and it was The Phoenix just not labeled that. <laughs> But for some reason, I thought I read it in the description. But no, it's because the person's username is Phoenix, too.
1: Oh, so they're <laughs> like, so, you know.
0: You know what I'm about.
1: <laughs> oh, my God. It'd be so funny. If, if literally... all they
0: do is make AMVs to Phoenix, yes! the fallout boy. No, unfortunately they do other AMVs, but they are an AMV-specific channel, obviously. Uh, but they did do one to uh the Phoenix by Fallout Boys, so that is gonna be three points in the book for you. Uh doesn't seem like I will be sweeping you today. Curse you, you AMV connoisseur monster.
1: Hee <laughs> I'm a Gremlin. Uh okay I mean but there's still opportunities to sweep me like no they're over.
0: I mean they're not I don't I don't I don't know
1: listen I'm bad um, at math what about the the super secret not so secret bonus round we'll Anyways, talk about
0: that one when we get there
1: my love what switchfoot song did you go with
0: I did not say switchfoot I said skillet
1: what. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> what skillet song did you go with? Um,
0: I feel like uh, you you know uh, that there is a very, there's one moment in this series that is very um, you know intense. Some things go really wrong, and our character, our main character, might snap a little bit, and they might feel like a monster. So, monster by Skillet.
1: <laughs> oh, do you mean Animal by Three Days Grace?
0: I do all every time I hear Monster by Skillet. I'm like, this is just a ripoff of Animal I've Become by Three Days Grace. And it is. Listen to them, they're the same song. And Skillet just was like, we're going to do a Christian ripoff of, <laughs> of Three Days of Grace.
1: All right, PJ, my weep, my husband, my love. That's a point. You got it. It was I got, there. That's
0: one point.
1: You, three points, babe. Okay, <laughs> I was like,
0: "How? I don't even know how you could get one point."
1: You got the
0: anime. <laughs>
1: <laughs> that's nothing.
0: Okay, so uh, full points. To be clear.
1: Yes, you got. You're such a bad
0: award po- presenter.
1: I'm not. Everyone's hyped.
0: Everyone's hyped for your failure.
1: (laughs) I'm a busker, baby. No, but you got it full points all credit
0: uh but that neither is there neither here nor there still got the three points but will we have some delineation here today
1: because it's time for the super secret not so secret bonus (laughs) round pj skyler oh my god yes (laughs) um do you guys think that there is a possibility that this anime sukumichi moonlight fantasy has an amv to evidence bring me to life well, my answer is absolutely.
0: Yeah, I mean, I feel like it's not going to not be there.
1: I mean, again, with newer anime, there's always the risk of it not being there, um just because it's like so old. But I think I think it's there.
0: Yeah, I don't think you can really escape it here. Like, I think if you had said now, I would have been like, "Okay, Skylar,
1: you fucking bitch-ass contrarian." No, I'm joking.
0: Yeah, no, <laughs> I definitely wouldn't wouldn't have thought that. I just would have been like, "Are you are you serious?" Because like that's kind of obvious.
1: You're like you're throwing the game.
0: Look, do I think it's a safe bet to say almost any Isekai has preview to life? Probably.
1: Yeah, I think that's a pretty um. But looking
0: up, of course. There are at least two AMVs for says, Bring Me to Life for and Moonlight Fantasy. So that puts us with a the same exact score at the end of the day, ultimately, but still a, you know, a higher score. So I'm at 16 points, you're at 19 points, and nothing has changed.
1: Things will change one day, PJ.
0: I mean, eventually, right? We were tied and tied and tied until I got a bad score one day. Right. And now you're three points higher, and I just need you to fail now.
1: And, well, I, it took everything in me to not choose can't find the moonlight by liam rhymes
0: you know i also those my also my initial thought and i was like but i know it wouldn't exist but now i have to check
1: now i have to make it if you guys are good at making amvs please make that can't fight the moonlight.
0: Yeah, no, there is not one, Mm. unfortunately, but it was literally my first thought, but then I was like, there's not really that much Moonlight stuff outside of like the ED. Right. So that's not here nor there. That's four points for each of us in the book, a final score of 16 and 19, that is the end of our questions we have gone through everything we've talked about the anime we've talked about our recommendations the music our thoughts everything in between all that's left to do is say goodbye here we had such a good time talking about watching this anime talking about this anime again thank you to unnamed listener uh and matt over at Autumn moon tattoo um look them up on Instagram and if you're in the SoCal area maybe stop by and get tattooed um, that's neither here nor there but if you do tell them that uh, Skylar and PJ sent you tell Matt specifically I don't know if anyone else knows who we are <laughs> and yeah so with that I hope you I know we had a good time but I hope you guys had a good time hope you had a fun time hope you had a contractually obligated sexy servant time
1: I hope you had a spider busting out of a human time Time. actually no don't have that time
0: no obviously we don't want that to happen to you so don't have that kind of time but until next time we hope obviously you don't have a spider busting out of your body time but also you're that you don't have a bad time uh and until your next time your weight isn't a kawaii disappointment uh i've been pj
1: and i've been skylar
0: and if you want to be a hot anime waifu, just make a contract with a powerful uh, Transplant?
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> a powerful alt-reality transplant. That's the only type of transplant you need to be a girl today. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> Bye, everyone.
1: Bye!